If you haven't noticed, everything is horrible. So if you want to retain any last sliver of sanity, you should probably get some earbuds to block it all out. And hey, maybe you already have some, but life is impermanent. So go to tweakedaudio.com and grab a backup pair of durable, tangle-free, and noise-canceling earbuds in one of seven styles and seven colors so you can drown out the sounds of the dystopian hellscape that is everyday life. Again, that's tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code GEEKBOX at checkout for 33% off your purchase and free worldwide shipping. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Button. It's a brand new show. It's a radio program for your ears. My name is Max Scoville and I'm joined by two of my best friends in the whole universe, Brian Altano. Jesus Christ, ran it in, you chipper fuck. Shut the fuck up. And Scott Bromley. I eagerly anticipate the sweet release of death. Yeah, well, I mean, who doesn't? But Brian over here is a very sleepy man because he's been traveling the world. Oh, look at you, you regular common San Diego. Oh, that's where I was going to go, too. Yeah. All around the world, stealing bridges and another thing. She was a real where piece of shit, that woman. Where in the world is Brian Altano? She would do some shit. Like, she would show up and she would be like, you know what? I'm taking Big Ben. Yeah. People would be like, why don't you just steal some jewels, you fucking crazy asshole? Steal some money and buy something nice for yourself. Don't take something that people sort of care about. Is there a secondhand market for goddamn Big Ben, or does she have like a Batman cave with a penny and a dollar? What is there? Some fucking, some some guy in the Midwest who owns a chain of pool stores who's like, oh, finally I'm gonna buy Big Ben. What a fucking awesome fuck you to cops, though, is just to wear this fucking maroon clothing outfit everywhere. Yeah. Everyone's just like, oh, we know exactly what she looks like. She's hiding in plain sight. It was a good look, though. I thought it was cool. It was a she cool actually look. like she fucked that shit up for a lot of people. Yeah, like you can't wear that as an adult woman without looking like Carmen Sandiego. It's like her right. and the man with the yellow hat from Curious George. Every time I see like adult women all the time that have like a red, a red, red long except, overcoat or like that hat, and I'm like, oh, this is Carmen Sandiego. Except Max, you bring up a good point. Um, Carmen Sandiego, criminal. Man with the yellow hat, also kind of a criminal. Definitely a criminal. He was smuggling wild animals out of the jungle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he started that movie Outbreak with Dudley Moore. <laughs> with Dudley Moore? <laughs> Watch out all these animals! Is he in that? No! No! Don't know. No, Definitely he's not. Of, thinking of Dustin Hoffman. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, fair no, enough. I would love to see Outbreak with Dudley Moore. What if, what if they just got, you got Dudley Moore to just narrate what the what the monkey was going through whenever it cuts to him? So he's just like, oh, and then the monkey left the farm. Oh, and he encountered a nice fox. Oh, I like like in uh, yeah, Milo, Milo Notice. Notice. Yeah, yeah, it's a great movie. Milo and Outbreak. I'm looking at this white little girl in the window and wondering, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, Brian, you went to Germany. Germantown. You've been there before? Yeah, I've been there three times now. So third time's the charm, as they say in old Deutschland, right? Yeah, I really like going to the foreign foreign place. What did you do while you were there? <laughs> I, I think jet-lagged Altano is the best Altano. It's, um, if I wanted to just steal your blood out of your body, I could fucking do it right now. I've been oh, hanging yeah. out with you for two days, and this is like, you were like melting into the couch in a way I've not seen you Yeah, I, it's, it's, like, it's weird, because it's like I'm, my, my sleep schedule is normal, but I, I've feel like i'm just like how many what day did you come back what day did you come back saturday Saturday, it's two two days ago two three days ago three days ago three days ago (laughs) also for the record brian's had like a beer i have one beer is kind of weird because you don't usually have beer and then second well he's been in the the german land of (laughs) you're like a pretty weird dude most of the time but Uh i've just been watching this like this this decay of of your of your mindset yeah it's fucked up man it's fucked up it's also like i hit the ground running hard when when I got in, what is it, can, before you go into the story, what is the time difference uh, between here and there? Twelve. It's fourteen. 
No. No. Nine hours. Twelve. Nine hours. Fourteen, nine, fourteen or nine. Yeah. Fourteen or nine, something like that. Yeah, that's it's a, nine that's hour a good range, but it takes you know it takes twelve hours to get there from California. The fucked up thing is like when you okay. live on the East Coast, you go to you go to the Europe and it's like six hours. It's like it's not bad. It's like going to California, Co- Costa Rica. Yeah, shit like that. It's fucking easy. And then you live in California and you get on you get you start you start your travel day at like seven o'clock in the right. morning, and twenty five hours later, it's like eight o'clock in the morning. No, it's like it's like going to Hawaii from New York. Yeah, it, it takes all day. Yeah, it's fucking insane, and it's also you like you land like you do some shit like you land before you took off and shit, and you right. know, like an hour I, later. So for people who've never had jet lag, how would you describe it? Um, well, so I, I'll like just to give you a com- the complete rundown of it. That basically the way I avoid it, or at least like I what I have right now is definitely like a, some form of jet lag, but you can get it so it just completely fucks up your shit for like two weeks. So jet lag is your basically it's your brain trying to catch up to your body to the world surrounding you, and your brain is and your body are very used to a very specific cycle, which is like this is when you eat, mm-hmm. this is when you drink water, this is when you sleep, um, and when you take all that stuff and you sh- like pivot it, it it totally throws you off. It just throws your entire fucking rotation of the planet. Yeah, it's it's interesting because if you've if you've ever pulled an all nighter, it's a little bit like that, yeah. but so much worse because it's not just as simple like as going back to bed. Right. There's um, no, there's no def- defined end in sight, and it's like I was actually describing it as sort of like um, it's like so when I'm, when we do these international trips, we go for for Gamescom, right, which is the biggest video game convention on earth. It's fucking like GDC, PAX, and E3 combined in one massive. Ugh. Just yeah, so it's, it's oh. uh, so it's crazy. We are fucking uh, just incredibly blessed because we have our own studio space there. We get to like we, it's pretty cush for us. Um, and some people, you know, most other people have to work the show floor, shoot videos there. It's I, tough. I have a legitimate question about this because yep. uh, do, do they still have the German IGN? Um, I think there's like an IGN Deutschland. Okay. Yeah. So that by by the long pause followed by the uh answered my question because I was going to say do they pretty much run that show and then you guys are like we're the foreign no, correspondents. No, no. no, because we're the we're the we're like our office in San Francisco is the right, head right. the head global office. I mean, we have we employ like hundreds of people cuz we cuz when I worked there years yeah. ago, we barely covered Gamescom. Right. It'd well, be like thing, two people would go and be like uh, the main difference Mario. now is like we we put on a 3-day long international live show there mm-hmm. and that needs a full production crew and it needs hosts and it needs producers and it needs uh like catering companies and it needs you know a fucking studio space and blah 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 I mean, are there still major announcements happening there or yeah there's yeah. like biggest like, press conferences and yeah. stuff there's, press there's also paris games week which is a whole separate animal yeah so but whatever so we fly i mean we rolled like 20 people deep to the show and so that first day you wake up like seven o'clock in the morning uh you get ready for your flight you pack up your shit you have breakfast you have lunch or whatever and then you get on the plane and this is when things immediately get fucked up yep is you get on the plane and it's 2 30 and then three hours later it's dark yeah so it's 2 30 on the plane and they immediately go uh it's not 2 30 anymore it's 4 30 in the morning right right or whatever it is so they're just like you're in german time now mm-hmm. so like they're like they basically it's like you get in this tube and this man gets on the thing and he's just like yeah we're basically pretending now that we've time traveled so like nine hours of your day just vanish in a second so they they bring out dinner 
And it's like 2.30. I don't fucking eat anything at 2.30 in the afternoon. Right. Maybe like fucking almonds or some shit like that, you know? So you have like – somebody comes out and they're just like, here's like a, a Salisbury steak, an ice cream, and a roll, and you have three glasses of wine. And you're like, okay, well, what the fuck time – like I've already had two meals today. This is my third one. Mm-hmm. And then like two hours go by and all the lights on the plane come down. And you're like, it's mm-hmm. fucking 5.30 tonight. Like what right. am I, 90? Right. So you're looking around and you're like, it's pitch black. And everyone's like, I guess I got to sleep. And you're like, well, yeah, because if I don't sleep – like I'm going to be up for like 40 hours. So what I did last year was I powered through it and I stayed up and I was awake for like 40 hours and you start to see like fucking like shadow people by the Mm -hmm. end of it. You know, that shit from like art school. Yeah. But what I did this time was (laughs) I took like two, I took a Tylenol PM and I had two glasses of wine and I just fucking completely knocked out. I was, I was asleep for like five and a half hours. Wow. So I woke up, um, I used to put, you put you just put on a podcast or like you know some like British mystery that's on their shitty like yeah. you know Ooh, it's poor old. yeah you put on something just utterly abysmally boring yeah you know? I, uh, for me going to <clears throat> Europe it was Batman versus Superman yeah yeah but, uh, oh is this peach tea yeah <laughs> and what I suggest is you put on you you listen to the movie through the headphones they give you on the plane mm-hmm. because it's just like it's just like fucking British people the Guardians of the Galaxy coming up next to finish and there's just like you have all that going on I'm your dad, Peter. Yeah. or maybe on your phone like you have one of those like fucking sound machine things it's just like oh right. they play rainwater and wind and shit like that and you fall asleep i listen like to a tangerine novel. dream when i travel a lot it's like it's good like just yeah they don't have like i don't know if they have 12 hours worth of music oh yeah they do they have way more music than you have any oh, any recollection the really way, i'm not way, really big on those dudes but yeah. sorry to interrupt the story just for just briefly because I, I just remembered this by the way max uh i remember you tweeted a long time ago flying back from japan that you were watching uh pacific rim oh dude that while was experiencing fucking, turbulence that was a fucking blast dude I, I was experiencing some bad turbulence, but I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2 during the space flight. I felt like I was on fucking Star Tours. Oh, dude, I, Yeah, so, like, I yeah, I don't get scared that much by turbulence, but there's a weird thing where, as I think as I've gotten older, I'm like, hey, I actually don't want to die as much as I did when I was 18 and fearless, you know? And now I'm like, right. I have a nice life. I don't really want to lose all this shit I've worked for. Well, I have a lawnmower. Yeah, I don't want my lawnmower to have Every to time that happens to me, put I out just, on the street for someone to take it or whatever. I look around the plane, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fucking terrible season in the lost yeah like, i'm just like i don't want to be i don't live with these people on the yeah. island yeah. this guy with his backstory it was the tattoo yeah. it was the first time where i didn't mind the turbulence yeah. only because i felt like i was on a ride yeah. dude coming back from japan and putting on pacific rim which is just like a such a fun-ass movie and i was just like i'm a little bit actually scared like i'm a little bit legitimately I hate like flying period yeah i'm usually okay with it but i was just like you know what i'm gonna have fun with it and I just started, like, pounding shots. And, like, the thing about international flights is generally they want to keep you compliant, so they'll give you as much drinks as you want for free. I don't know if that's every airline or what. but yeah. No, it's, it's most airlines. Yeah. I mean, be, what the thing is, it's, like, usually beer and wine is free. I yeah. mean, it, like, with Europe, they're, they're, like, they weirdly throw in Cavassier, which I think is, like, really fascinating. Huh. as like a yeah, Like a digestif, basically. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, we just fed you some fucked up weird food in this guy. Like, here's some brown liquor to knock it back. And, like, yeah. they, like, they pour, they pour big, tall cups, like, it's very generous. It's very, it's kind of wonderful. Yeah, they still serve you food. They they serve you meals. Yeah, yeah. Like they actually gave me they gave me meals with like cutlery, like that was metal, mm-hmm. which I thought was like amazing. Because like, oh yeah, because they're from a country that isn't fucking insane anymore. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, so you're on this flight, and all of a sudden you just fall asleep, and then when you wake up, you know there's like still three hour four hours left, and you watch another boring movie, you try to fall asleep again, and then you land, and it's like uh, it's like 
three o'clock in the afternoon. So mm-hmm. it's like around the same time as when you left, but the next day. Right. And so 24 hours have gone by in, in the world yeah. that you're looking at. But you're the 24 hour cycle plus the 12 hour transit time. Yeah. Plus the fact that you didn't sleep for 12 hours even. Yeah. It's and not they also just like turning over, you know, they give you breakfast on at the end of your flight, which would be basically like, you know, in the middle of the night. So now you've had like four or five salty meals in one day off of five hours of sleep and one shitty movie. So interesting thing, like airplane food, uh, is saltier, sweeter. Just it, it, it tastes stronger specifically because when you are in a very loud setting, uh, it's like that. Your, your taste buds are less no. Your receptive. taste buds yeah. are specifically fucked up because of the so, altitude. Yeah, they have to like they. Yeah. It's altitude, but also just like noise and like that. Oh, all I didn't that know about shit. the yeah. noise thing, but I know specifically like um, stuff like hot sauce and very spicy things don't work the same way. Uh, so, sour flavors don't work the mm-hmm. same way at, at specific altitudes. Like so, basically, they have to just blast it at you. Yeah, like everything that we're everything about all of this is that it's like scientifically. Uh, not normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like human beings, by I mean, like the the Adam and Eve sense or whatever. Man fuck. would fly. God would have given yeah. him wings. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the idea of us being like, hey, what if I could get somewhere in a fraction of the time by bending fucking the universe? One of my me? one of my favorite books is uh, is Pattern Recognition by William Gibson, and it opens up with this whole like wonderful description of jet lag. That's like just wonderfully just it's a it's a transatlantic flight, and just totally like sums up how weird that fucking experience is. And he describes it as being. It's your soul catching up with your body. Yeah, and like it's right. not, it's not like it's it's one of the things that people can frequently be like oh jet lag and you're like oh okay and it, it sounds like it it sounds like it's sort of it, it's easily described but the actual ex- the experience of it when you're when you're feeling it is like borderline sickening. And it it fucks you up, and like to the point that when uh, there are big like international summits with politicians and stuff, I think they have like a mandatory like eighteen hour recovery period. To be yeah. Like, Don't sign any fucking bills. Don't do any UN shit. We, while you're, like, yeah. I mean, we we do know? when we do these trips, right? Like we get in on like Sunday afternoon, and we don't start our live show until Tuesday. So or like actually, we got in Saturday afternoon this year, and we didn't start working until Tuesday morning. Right. So I, I was basically I had Saturday, Sunday, and Monday just in Germany to sort of acclimate, but. So the thing is, and here's the fucked up thing, and this is the reason I mentioned that we bring so many people. Uh, we, so we roll like 20 people deep, and one by one on that first night, people start collapsing and falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And when they do, they are fucked. Like if you don't stay up until midnight that night or whenever you usually mm-hmm. go to sleep and sort of trick your brain into thinking like it is nighttime, I'm mm-hmm. going to bed, and then waking up again at 7 like you usually do, whatever your like six, seven hours of sleep are um, or less or more if you if that's what you get. It's, it reminded me a lot of that Freddy movie. Freddy Krueger? No, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay. Where people are just like, did you fall asleep? Mm-hmm. And they're like, No. And it's like, no, you did. Like, you fell asleep for like two seconds in that cave, and now you're like an alien woman. <laughs> Shit like that. Where people like they'll they'll like be sitting at the bar, uh, or they'll like they're like, oh, I'm just gonna go up to my room and grab something. And then like 45 yep. minutes later, you're like, did you fall asleep? And like they're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, you're fucked. Yep. Yeah. Like we had a, pu- a couple of people on our team. This one guy, CJ, like he's fucking awesome. He fell asleep on the first night for like four hours and he woke up at like 10 30 p.m and was just like yo who wants to hang i'm like wide awake and we're like nope like we're all winding like we're drinking and winding down and getting through that first night drinking is actually a really uh i I have a friend who's a he's a like a sleep psychologist specialist or whatever and i was like what do you recommend about that and he's also uh he was going to school in in san jose but is from scotland and so he's like very familiar with jet lag and all that and i was like what do you recommend and he's like Honestly, get drunk. 
Like, because you you have this weird sort of like you you get all fucking wired up on alcohol, you fill your body with sugar, and then you kind of crash and you come down, and you're yeah. like, so it's it gives you this kind of burst, this upper and a downer effect. Yeah, it's really weird because I for like the last five trips, like international trips I've taken, I don't get jet lag at all going there. Like, you just show up, I acclimate. The next morning, I wake yeah. up, it's normal. Going there is the easy part. Coming back is the hard part. Yeah, that's why. That, yeah, I think that that's the that's the way it's been for me. I I was working with a bunch of people that were just fucking wrecked the next day you know like or that night like they just couldn't handle it but this time for some reason i came back and fell asleep normal time and then just randomly and this was happening to all of us like it was like a weird like science fiction movie but all of us throughout the day who all went were just like getting hit with these waves of just like i can't think i can't speak i can't even stand like i have to sit down like we're about to record this tonight and i was like no i'm gonna go to sleep home 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 sleep please when i was when i went to gamescom I would get incredibly just like staggeringly exhausted at like four thirty in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, it would part, part, part of it would be like, you know, just after lunch and you kind of had a big heavy meal or whatever. And also just kind of being like end of the day, like milling around. And then I'd get a second wind and that was what would fuck me up. Cause right. then I'd be out until un- ungodly hours or whatever. Right. 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 Shouldn't have had that five hour energy sponsoring uh, up at noon at the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we'd launch that. <laughs> yeah. That's that, that bear holding yeah. 15 bottles. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, like Germany itself, I think is great. I, we, I, we've stayed two years in a row now in Cologne and this was the first time I got to like actually get out of it a little bit. Cause mm. like the thing is about Cologne is it's like, it's the number one tourist destination in Germany, right? Like, or the most popular tourist destination. I don't know if it's the number one. I don't know who ranks this shit, but Germans. probably IGN. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the yeah. number one, uh, <laughs> but so Cologne is basically what did Germany yeah cologne is basically like like times square or fisherman's wharf like it's okay. like it's like fun and corny and like all these people get together and have these big meals together but like to really like enjoy it you have to like get outside of it a little uh-huh. bit and this year i got to fucking do that but so the weird thing is like um when we got there it was saturday night we had we had a big dinner got drunk hung out sat outside it was beautiful the weather was fantastic and then we woke up on sunday and we're like oh shit everything's closed like everything here is closed except for liquor stores. For Jazzus, the only thing you can do on Sunday is get fucked up. Was and closed we, for Jazzus? Yeah, I think so. For Jazzus, Jazz Jesus. Um, wah, and wah, 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 wah. over there they call him Yazlo. Yeah, Yazlo. Ah, and we were staying. We stay like right on the Rhine River, which is fucking gorgeous. But this year they were like, we're doing the rivers closed. We're doing a like a three mile long, like flea market garage sale. <sighs> oh fuck! No way! Of right? just bizarre german oddities oh my god falco records everywhere dude so much and it was so fucking fascinating because what i really love about this shit and this is like my favorite thing about like going to foreign countries is not necessarily seeing like what new shit they're on what old shit they're on yeah to be kind of like what what was their weird path Mm -hmm. through pop culture and like how's it different what was their hr puffin stuff exactly exactly so and that's like when i would go to you know like i've been you know i've I've been all over europe but like one of my favorite things to do is in in paris there's a strip of like old video game stores and toy stores and this one called lulu berlu and it's fucking amazing because you go in there and it's just like oh in the 80s like he-man wasn't really their jam but like they were really into tintin or they were really into mask like certain things that were like not a big deal here or kind of a big deal here are like 10 times bigger over there but when you go back even deeper to like you know like 60s 70s like 50s shit like that you find all this stuff that you're like 
this is insane. Yeah, you get like, like Laureline and Valerian and yeah, shit like that. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's it's pre-internet. Uh, it's before things were all kind of like globalized and and easily accessible to look up. I saw you got the Kinder Egg hippos all dressed as Star Wars characters. Oh, those guys are great. So yeah, so so that was the other thing. We were um, we were going out. We went out to a bar one night or every night. But we went out to a bar one night and we were stumbling home right past the Dom, which is like this big nine hundred year old cathedral there. It's like a thousand years old now. And uh, there's fucking like this. We see this like weird, like haunted looking shop. Hell yeah! And it's just like it's weird because it's like two blocks away from this like giant cathedral, which is otherwise like mostly kind of touristy around there. It's like mostly museum mm-hmm. shops and like right. tchotchke shops that sell thimbles and garbage like that. And we see this shop that was just like I feel like this is one of those shops where they come knocking on the door once a year and they're like, "Do you have the money? What are you buying? What are you selling? Yeah, like they want to shut this place down and they don't. Like she throws a fundraiser to keep it going or whatever the fuck. But this place was effectively like a puppet museum slash puppet rehabilitation center. Oh my God. And so we pulled up their website cause we were like, it's pitch black. We couldn't go in, but we noticed like the entire sort of like South wall of it was all figurines, like not really any articulate action figures. She right. was just like, her whole jam was like, she just collected figurines. And most of them were the ones included with like chocolates. <laughs> a lot of them were kinder eggs, but a lot of them were just like weird, like strumps, weird things. Yeah. Like the way, like the, we didn't really have Smurfs <laughs> toys. Yeah. We didn't have Smurfs toys growing up. Yeah, were, I did. They were just figurines. Yeah, the figurines, yeah. Like, yeah. But they they were never like, oh, here's like full-scale action figures or anything like that. No, you know? I don't think Smurfs no, ever just, made one. They were just PVCs. Yeah. They, like, did, they did make action figures. Here's yeah, a, they did eventually. Here's a throw they were, they were weird. a mushroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it would have been funny if they did that, but they were mostly just like little rubber toys. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she has an entire wall of them, but the entire other wall is just puppets oh. and doll heads. Oh, my God. And so we look up the website, and like basically you bring this lady like your dilapidated old dolls and puppets and she'll like fix them up she'll make clothes for them she'll like steam clean and iron their pre-existing clothes oh my god and also she does a weird thing where she'll make puppets or sculptures those other things weren't weird but... uh, even weirder <laughs> but she'll make puppets or sculptures or dolls of you you and curse it you and your friends so I how can, long does it take her to make a puppet of a, you? X amount of German words. I could the rest of your life. Yeah, nine. But like, I could go in there with like three pictures of you and be like, "What? I've made Scott Bromley. I have a doll of him now. What? Yeah." And she was like, "She'll make like full size mannequin." What is this website? Too. Do you remember? No, but I'll, fuck. Yeah, it's it's this. Go into your history. Yeah, I, I'll find it. Um, so we went we went there the next day because we were like, well, it's actually two days later because then we had to work and we were working until like seven o'clock every night. We had to wait until we had like a morning we could go in, and uh, or we got out of work early one day and just like booked it over there. Me and Andrew Goldfarbrook basically couldn't stop talking about this place because we were like this like this is like when you go to when I go to foreign countries I look up like cool bars, cool arcades, cool pizza places, cool restaurants, you know, cool yeah. toy stores, but in in, in uh, Germany, there's a very there's a very like sort of wide gap between children and adults. Mm-hmm. Like there is not that really like stunted growth adult thing where people are like, oh, I want to collect toys as an adult. Like you're seeing more of it now as like homogenized nerd culture right. infects the entire universe. Uh, and I'll get into that in a second. All right. But, uh, the fact that uh, you to find like toy stores when you look up toy stores in Germany, it's all like Kinder stuff. It's all children's like it's like children's like uh, clothing stores slash toy stores. So like if you walk into one, you're like, there's just like this weird rat. It's like his name's like Mouse Company or some shit. He's from okay. like an elephant. Okay. There's a lot of this fucked up shit you don't understand, right? And, the, and then 
Like, I don't get it. You don't fucking get it. You've never been to Germany. You don't get no, that. No, I mean, I don't, I don't fucking understand it, right? There's, there's just like this sleepy stone looking rat, and he's friends with like a whale or whatever, and an okay. elephant, and he's just there, right. yo, we're getting into crime shit today. <laughs> oh, with shit. Me. So, like, you go to that, and this is like very specifically for children, but this place was like, I, I think it was for like adults. Who just have fond memories of shit they grew up with. Okay. Which you never get there. You just never get that there, right? right? Because it's like, it's sort of like a flea market that she turned into a store. Well, I think that, I I mean, I'm totally hazarding a guess here, but based on my perusal of the internet, with the kind of that that kid alt version in, in German stuff would be like car enthusiasts. Yeah. Or like model, like model hobbyists. Yes. Like it's not so much like, collecting the shit you had as a kid it's more like refining it and like building like incredibly intricate like model railroads totally. model cars totally. or just it's a, building it's a, an actual car it's a little more buttoned up yeah you know do you like sexy ladies in problematic situations do you like big muscular dudes with swords jumping around shouting and shit animals doing things that animals probably don't actually do well you need some japanese animation that's right i'm talking about anime baby go to crunchyroll.com slash comedy button and sign up for a free month-long trial today anime baby on crunchy roll uh-huh. so it'd be like here's all the batman stuff and it'd be a mix of like batman the animated series happy meal toys from america and then like weird uh german batman where like their entire bodies are covered Deflator with later like, mouse fuzzy felt and shit like that Ooh. and they're like chunky just like weird shit like that like she had a, a collection of like a whole wall of simpsons shit that oh. like i'd never seen half of it you it know? sounds like heaven did that oh my god did they have the old pre Playmates Simpson action figures that came with the speech bubbles. They did. I was just telling Max about those. Yeah, I've never seen those. Those were Mattel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the Mattel made those. Yeah, Weird. I thought it was I fucking had, genius. That I they had, had them. They, me too. Me too. I had the. I had Bart, Marge, yeah. and Homer, and they came with like it, little. Uh, and I think Marge I, came I, with like a tray of cookies. Yeah, and Nelson came with a garbage can. Yep, yep. And Bart had a slingshot. Yep, and a skateboard. Yeah, those are fucking genius. Uh, the fact that they came with little like speech bubbles, and you could yeah. pin them into the top of their heads. So they would say things like "Go to hell." Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> yeah, they had a bunch of those. They had the Simpsons. Uh, Burger King toys that were just like rubber that had yep. like a little hole in the bottom. Still have those. They're all like camping themed. Yep. It was oh, it was all based those. after yeah. the the second episode of the series. Yep, yep. They had a bunch of like weird bootleg Pokemon shit, but the shit that I kind of zeroed in on obviously was like Nintendo stuff and Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had the whole set of the 2002 Attack of the Clones Kinder Eggs, which are basically they had this they have this character named the Happy Hippo, which is based mm-hmm. on a line of like Kinder chocolates, right. and they're like these they're like. Sort of like Kit Kats because they're long and sh- like they're not covered in chocolate. It's just mostly like cake wafer. Yeah, it's like cake wafer. They look like balsa wood. Yeah, you know, tastes like balsa wood too. Yeah, and then they paint a hippo face on it. They kind of look like petrified peeps. Yeah, they're um, and there's good. chocolate inside, and they have like two dotted eyes for a hippo, like a hippo's yeah. eyes and like nostrils. And they used to pack these with Attack the Clones, and they got uh like a bunch of different like chunky hippo looking characters. Like they're just like here's shirtless Han Solo and. Yeah. It's like Django Fett, like in this cool action pose, and like everyone's sort of just like, like being sultry. Like they're all just kind of just like ooh. Huh. ooh. Those hippos look like they're definitely there to fuck. Yeah, they look also like, like they look like erotic one, hippos. They are. Taste like grapes. It was also at the time where it was just fucking no rules. Yep. The old Star Wars. Yep. They'll just yep. put their characters in anything. And it's weird because uh, about a year ago, uh, I guess for the Force Awakens or when that whole shit came back, um, somebody a fan sent us a box of Kinder Egg for the new star wars things and they're like not good like they're small they're small plastic ships with no paint Mm -hmm. and they just had like giant 
bubble like bobblehead like super deformed head versions of the main characters so it'd just be like oh here's like the millennium falcon with like a gigantic chewbacca head sticking out of this hockey. i think yeah. that's also just a symptomatic of just where money for collectibles goes i told yeah, yeah totally agree yeah. uh so yeah so i picked up a bunch of those and then we're leaving the store goldfarb's got like like just a bag of pokemon shit like he's got this weird like team rocket he picked did up he like bring it in with him or was that from the <laughs> store because it's a Goldfarb. little of both yeah. yeah he was he was he was great um and then so we're leaving and the lady was just like she pulls out one small bag and dumps it out and there's this fucked up weird off model Super Mario in there and I spin him around and it says like 1994 on his ass and like I start like you, they don't let you take any pictures in the store. I took dozens, um, and I like. I'm like, what is this set? So I figure it out, and it's like apparently in '94, the like the Mars company, the chocolate company, yeah. was putting out these chocolate bars in Germany, and they're including these like kind of like you know random blind bag right. like. Uh, Mario characters, and it was like that fat, like weird, just finished coming Yoshi. You know when he's okay, like, yeah, he's like, uh, and there's this like super deformed Toad where his head's like six times bigger than the rest of his body. Okay, and this Peach that looks like she's got like um, like just Frida Kahlo like eyebrows. Did you get him? So I got the Mario because that's the only one they had, and then I went home and immediately ordered the rest of the set. Wow, because they're fucking gorgeous and they're just so cool. And like, it's exactly what I'm there for, right? Because it's like, if I want like old shit here, like I'll just go rummage through some garbage mm. store and I'll find it. But this is like very specifically like some German collector had to hold on to this from something you know now oh to what twenty years twenty years ago. Yeah. And that's exactly I was thinking of you guys. This is like this is the exact kind of treasures I look for in a country like this. But yeah, I don't know, like. It's it's fucking awesome going there because you don't really know what you're going to find. And, like, their path through all of this is so different. Like, one of the things they're really big into there, and I still don't know the fucking names of these things. Scorpions. No, they're like these, like, <laughs> hedgehog men. Oh, those little fuckers. Hedgehog men? Yeah. But, like, not Sonic. I don't... They're, they're, and they're, they dress oh, like that's, humans. Uh, that's Teutonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy. They dress like human people, and they have, like, these beady eyes, and they're, like... They, they put what looks like real hair on some of them. All right. And they're all just very sad. Like, they look like they're huddled, like, in a bread line. <laughs> Like I, think I, I think I bought one of those. Are, are they like? Do they sell them at like souvenir stands and shit? Or sell them everywhere? Yeah, they're like a really big. I don't know what to compare them to here. I guess they're like their precious is that, moments. Or is something. that why they have the German hedgehog character in Toy Story Three? Is he one of those people? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Oh my god! Ever I didn't put that together. Wow. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Fuck. That's so weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's just like a weird pop culture character for them, but like they're really into that shit. But. Yeah, man. Like, I, I love doing shit like because it's so fucking strange, you know? And, like, I bought that whole set of toys, and then it put me down this weird rabbit hole of just, like, oh, they make these, like, weird French versions, too, that are, like, glass and hand-painted and ceramic and... Glass hippos? No, of, oh. uh, of Mario characters. What? And, again, they're, like, all off-model. Like, like <clears throat> Luigi's shit is purple. And, oh, like, yeah. I love the off-model, like, the old off-model Mario stuff from 89. Well, I really, I just really love that there was chunky... No, there was no style guide to yeah. it at all. Yeah, that kind of stuff, it, when I was younger, I'd be like, this doesn't look anything like the thing I like. And now I'm like, I want the weird bad shit. Yeah. Yeah. I give really the, love that pudgy Mario. Give me those ugly boys. My favorite Mario, I still have it, is a Mario I won at the fair in 89 or 90 and it is 
so hideously bad. Do you follow a, sh- Shitty Mario on Twitter? No. You should, yeah. Shitty Mario Everyone on Twitter is fucking them. amazing. It's just, it's all just bootleg and just off-brand Mario. Sometimes it's like shit that people paint on the side of their plumbing company. Van. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's, it's it totally like makes a, me want to yeah. get like a small collection of like weird Marios going because right now I have this like keychain marionette Mario from the 90s that I got in Tokyo. I have the Kaganer mario that's mm-hmm. like shitting out uh like a he's squatting and shitting a turd and i have this weird off-model german so like i want to get like if i can get a weird mario in like every country i visit that's a cool fucking that's that's a cool sort of souvenir stand to keep in my home yeah i, I like that kind of stuff i think that the internet really in a lot of ways it makes stuff simultaneously i don't know too accessible but also like the really weird stuff gets kind of just sunk, sinks to the bottom. Yeah. And you have to like really learn how to, how to track for track for things and not get ripped off in the process. Well, but I, I think you have to, you have to blend the, the perfect sort of balance of like analog discovery and digital research, right? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I didn't know these toys existed, I had to go out and find them. Yep. But then when I found them, I could have just been like, well, I found it. I don't know anymore. Instead, I was like, I'm going on the internet and I'm finding out exactly when these came out and what the history for them are. Right. And that's like my mom's like really into antiques and I've never understood that because uh, she'll buy like this huge like – I think this is totally our version of that. Yeah, it's totally our version of that. Like, And, and I think it, it, yeah. it's, you know, it's like hunting – like she'll find like a thing – and Scott, you do it with pinball tables, right? Yeah. It's like people find a thing and they lock into it. Like she'll get like – she used to get like these antique dressers and she'll bring them home, refinish them. And I had this like little Mario doll and I'm just like sitting there with uh, like uh, fucking like cloth wipes and I was like when Q-tips and I was like cleaning it up and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is exactly what my mom does. She does it with gi- gigantic like pieces you put in your mm-hmm. home. Yeah. But like, here's a little figurine, but no, it was cool. Like being able to like research all that because otherwise I wouldn't have known about these things unless I went there. And like, now I don't even know where, like where I go next. I want to find what their version of that is, you know? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, this is what the word, like the, the Japanese term, like otaku is it's yeah. like, it's this hyper-focused, like uh, otaku otaku. And I mean, people are like, Oh, it's like, it's like when you like anime and it's like, no, nah, not, not necessarily. It can mm-hmm. also be like, Oh, you like World War Two military fashion, and you oh, want yeah. otaku. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's that it's that it's you're like a pinball otaku, you know? Like yeah, it's yeah. that that odd, bizarre fixation with something. So like uh, I. I mostly try to stay away from the show floor at Gamescom because it, it's it, disease ridden. Well, so three hundred and fifty thousand people go there. Jesus fucking Christ! Like, What's capacity on one day? Um, well, like a third of that. Like it's it's fucking insane. Fuck. It's it's it's, it's like, also it's, the 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 coal mess is is the biggest structure I think I've been in. Yeah, it's the largest building I've ever been in. Like it, it feels like uh, I don't know. It, at least four or five yeah. San Diego convention centers. Oh together. yeah, I mean the I I have not been to that one, but the Orlando Convention Center is I think is the largest convention center in the states. Jesus, it is fucking massive. So like, like Star had- Wars Celebration was the biggest show floor I've ever seen them have, and it was maybe an eighth. Of, what? of the entire convention That's center. That's fucking nuts. This thing is like, it's like six E3s. Like, you walk into one room mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, wow, that's huge. Is that the show? And you turn to another room and you're like, yep. oh, my God. Yep. Um, like, the but how, what are they What are they spreading out with, though? Like, because E3, I feel like they're still, like, it's not 
oversaturated to the point where you're like, I can't imagine they need any more space than this. They have well, all the video games. Well, because it's like this, right? Like the entire back corner of one wing uh-huh. was Star Wars Battlefront 2. And so it, on each side, there was a, oh, a okay. life-size yeah, yeah. TIE fighter, no, right. a life-size X-wing, and oh, yeah. then like 200 stations for people because to I, was, I just answered my own question because yeah. they have to have 50,000 people. Yeah. And they need to have enough stations for 50,000 so people. There's also like, even, even so, it's just full of people. And people yeah. like camp out outside, which is really bizarre. Yeah. Like college kids will come in and just set up tents. People were camped out for games that are out already. Like it was crazy. Really? Yeah. I mean, we were talking to Aaron Greenberg from Xbox today and he was telling us that people were camped out to play Minecraft. And it's like, dude, Minecraft's what? been out for 10, 10 years. At dude, you fucking play it on your phone. Yeah, yeah. You can play it on your phone while you're waiting to play Minecraft somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I get that. And so like. What I, I I heard that there was like a merchandise hall, and okay. I was like, I'm really interested in that because I want to oh, see. Yeah, yeah, I went there. So Ugh. so I walked through. <laughs> so here's the thing about Gamescom. Like, first of all, uh, like it it's that many people. It's it's warm. They don't really open up windows. The ventilation's bad. They also sell like a lot of bad food in the convention center. You don't so, say. Yeah. So you have there's this sort of just like wet pants vinegar stench mm, 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 <laughs> mixed with like armpits mm, and you know keep, keep, keep going people from all over the world come uh, to the show yes i have questions some of them even on the 5 minutes into the first day you're like oh you s- just stink uh, always yes. i eat egg it's not like oh day 4 Right, mm-hmm. it's like day one, five minutes into day zero, you stink. So that's just your stink. I just beard. come like this out of the uh, shower. It's fucking insane. To but me. showers made of vinegar and dirt. It's fucking insane because we, I live in a big fat dumb country full of fucking idiot people. I wash eat, my like, hair with egg. Yeah, they get excited for Frito pies and shit. Oh, and you go yes. there, and like they're like, well, we are healthy. I'm like, why do you stink? <laughs> Uh, because it is bad to your soap. It takes life force away. So we go in this... We take ho- bath in a mineral hot spring, which smell <laughs> like egg. Once uh, a year. Our hand soap is bear salmon. And the winter solstice of the wolf. Did you say bear? Uh, Did you sulfur. Say- it's good for the blood. Did you say bear salmon? No, no, bear salmon. salmon? Bear, bear salmon? Like bear fish? No, no. Bear salmon. <laughs> like shoot out bear. Right out of his cumbwan. Oh. So we go in this hall, right? And it's just a merchandise hall. And I'm like, it's fucking massive. You can barely move. Uh, me and Andrew Goldfarber are immediately like, this is a bad idea. And I start looking around and I start realizing, oh, this is just a think geek. <laughs> really? Yep. This is just... Mm-hmm. A think geek. Like, and do you so, want a pixelated tie? So every, and this is every convention now, and this is the gift and the curse of having fucking just the cardboard boxes that are shaped like the question mark block yes. from Mario Brothers. And this is the gift and the curse of having just like impeccably big budget, just well written, just awesomely, triumphantly fucking fantastic nerd shit everywhere now like game of thrones is fucking amazing the avengers movies are fucking amazing all that shit is fucking awesome it's fucking awesome it's better than ever but all of the merchandise around it to supplement all of these people it's all shitty cheap garbage and there's nothing unique about it it is all mass-produced toilet trash with shit 
fucking articulation with bad paint, and all they do is they pump it out everywhere. It's just globally. Everywhere you go, it's just Game of Thrones shot glasses, uh, blah, blah, blah. Everything on Earth that you love is now a Funko Pop. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's no, no one makes cool action figures anymore. Nobody makes cool anything anymore. There's no Etsy shop in the corner with some guy being like, I really love Zelda, and I made these, like, handcrafted figurines. Like, no one is doing anything original. It's just color-changing mugs. It's shitty fucking bow ties. I mean, it's it's cheap-ass t-shirts. That's reductive, but I had the exact same sensation when I it was like my last day of Gamescom, and we're like, let's go check out the merch hall, see if there's anything cool there. And I'm thinking, oh, there's going to be like crazy German things I've never seen before, yeah. which is a total rookie mistake because if it, if it was somebody would have imported them if they were things that weren't available outside of Europe. Uh, but it was all shit that they sell. What's really weird is when it was it was the same stuff, the same import stuff, the same Japanese statues and video game shit from Japan that I see at American shows. Yeah. But I'm just in Germany, and I, part of me has that weird, like, touristy impulse to be like, I'm in a, I can't I, get this in America. I'm in a foreign yeah. place. I want to get something weird and exotic, and being like, I, I saw that at San Diego. <laughs> like, right. and it's this, the same shit. This big, this fucking massive, dumb scam that everyone falls for, and you just said it, Scott. It's these fucking loot boxes and it's not loot crate because they're fine they're like they they at least like they work with brands they create new stuff like some other shit's corny whatever i would i don't subscribe to any of them because is that I, what I just, they are are there loot boxes the, the question mark blocks so that's what they are so basically people i have, just thought it was like someone packaging all your stuff in a fucking cardboard box that you bought that's what it is but not your stuff. It's somebody it's has. A, it's just a grab bag. Somebody has basically picked out a bunch of shit that they were going to get rid of that they couldn't sell on their own, and they put it in a box with a with a question block on it, and they made it look like it's a surprise because there is that notion of just like what am I going to get? I totally get that. I love that. Right? Like that's an awesome like capsule toys. Yeah, like but then like you that. end up with like oh it's, it's Merle from Walking Dead exactly as, as a exactly door. Well, you get a bunch of stuff that you would net like you're like oh it's the Demogorgon but he's a snap bracelet now oh it's uh you know like here's the optimus prime t-shirt but it says like optimus crime and he's like wearing a detective costume like it's all the shit you would never fucking if you will yeah this garbage threadless shirts and just like fucking just and the funko pop thing like not to let's drill into that real quick fuck it like i I totally understand why people like those things it's because the the cheerleader effect it's taking seven things that aren't good looking and putting them next to each other and there's a unity to that and that's the way i get it explained to me because I don't like them. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that's like, I think what repulses can me I, about this stuff. Yeah. Throw a little Zach Morris timeout on here. Were yeah. the cheerleaders in your school not good looking? No, it's the cheerleader effect, though. I mean, everybody, everybody has There's always You don't know what that is? Cheerleaders are fucking overrated. It's the pussycat doll effect for adults. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Is that the pussycat dolls on their own, or they're all like, they're, they're not horrendously unattractive, but if you get five of them together, they're considerably more attractive than just one of them on their oh, own. Oh, yeah. Because they were all like you don't individually the hottest girls in school, at least when I was there. Oh. There I were mean, like no, they actually weren't them, in my school. Three of them in my school who were like great, but... Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm. my school, when I, our school. Our I school. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, when I went there, it was just... Yeah. It was like hot girls only. And Go so, like, my, my problem with this line of toys is that um, it's the only way to get a lot of the stuff that I really like. Like, stuff like Ren and Stimpy home alone i see popping up like that like even like you know it's just like all these really cool brands get funneled only only almost specifically into something like funko Mm -hmm. and people get them because like it's safe they're cheap i get it like they're fine but like when you line them all up like batman you know the wet bandits and the fucking muddy mudskipper all look like they're friends because they're uh, in the same fucking style i don't i don't get how that's a style guide you want to go with and there's stuff where 
It'd be so much cooler if it was just it's just actually on. I think it's, well, no, it was actually on model. If it was I like, get hey, it. I get it. I mean, it's like Lego. It's like Lego, but it also takes up so much more space than Lego. I don't know. Like yeah. that's that's the thing that bugs me about Funko Pop is they're also they're for what you're getting they're fucking huge. Like, but get, I think that's also the the allure is that they're so big for cheap. I think there's so much more wiggle room for creativity with Lego though. So much mm-hmm. more. Is there? Oh god. Well, I mean, yeah. around the accessories, I'm talking about just the minifigs. Well, I think right off the bat, the yeah. fact that like Legos are articulate and you can pop off their heads and change them and stuff like yeah, that. They're, Funkos they're, are yeah, just modular. like they're just like these like little like yeah. I don't know like Harlequin babies. Funko, yeah, Funko struck a weird kind of gold there, and it, it I don't know. It's I I I hope that the you know collective unconscious grows out of it at some point, but like I don't know if it will. I feel like maybe we have this weird uh, pre-internet streak of wanting to dig deeper into stuff and find things that aren't kind of homogenous and, and readily identifiable. Well, that's exactly it, right? And I contrast my experience in like a fucked up weird German puppet store with like going into a massive like merchandise spending hall in the world's biggest video game convention and I'm like one of these places like still has some treasures in it and still has some secrets and some interesting stuff. And the other one is just like it's basically 40 of the exact same booth. And right. I think that like yeah, like we kind of deserve better as nerds. Like I just want more cool shit like and i don't want it to be like all six hundred dollar hot toys but there's also the the (laughs) separation between like nerd and someone who consumes things yeah like pop culture enthusiast i don't know there's there's those people who watch sports they like sports that's their shit they they like they like to watch it because it's there and it's on in bars or whatever Mm -hmm. and there's people who have like fantasy football leagues and can tell you all the fucking stats and all the all the bullshit and tell you the history of it left and right i think that's a perfect metaphor too because it's like i don't know we work near uh where at&t park where the giants play and there's all these stores and pop-up shops around there that just sell like really cheap bobbleheads and like you know bottle openers and like cheap jerseys and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and i'm always like who the fuck would buy all this trash and then i see I go to these like conventions and I'm like, oh, this is our version of that. Mm-hmm. Like we just have that now. Like our our baseball jerseys are like three XL like mashup tees of like Optimus Crime, and our bottle openers Lady just Walking Dead. Yeah, our bottle openers have the Game of Thrones logo on them. You know, our bobbleheads are Funko Pops. Like we are in no different situation than just like you know mass produced merchandise. Our stores. pennants are anime scrolls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, let's wrap things up. That's the story of what it's like to go to somewhere else and look at the things. <laughs> the end. Yeah, that's what it's like to go to two places. In I think Germany. I fucking have jet lag after that story. I don't know. You sound you sound tired, man. Thanks, Max. That was a great way to close the show. Yeah. I think I want to kill myself after this episode of the podcast. Wowee. No. <laughs> no. What a high note to go off Even of. better, Max. Anyway, um, yeah, we do this every week, I guess, or twice a week. Six times a month or something. I don't know. Check out our movie commentaries over on thecomedybutton.com. What do we uh, have available? Uh, the most recent one, to my recollection, was Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Mortal Kombat. Which is a... You can't do that impression because uh, Christopher Lambiert was not in that film. I'm telling you, I had no fucking clue it wasn't him for the first 15 minutes. I think that's what they were banking on. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's up there. And if you kick us a buck or more on Patreon.com slash Comedy Button, you get extra bonus funny episodes that are uh, full of all kinds of secret shit. Oh, full of goofs, gaffs, yep. gaffaws, chortles, chuckles. Yeah. 
Lotions, They're potions. Hidden secrets. Ooh. And of course, we're all on Twitter. I'm Max Goble. Scott is Scott underscore Bromley. Brian yes. is Aged Bizzle. We're going to get the fuck out of here so Brian can go back to his huge, weird, comfortable bed, which is shaped like a giant white cinnamon roll. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Your yeah. dad's ass is shaped like a giant white cinnamon roll. Oh! Dick it is because it's curly and full of cream and has a big old line in front of the cinnabon. Oh, damn. Nailed it. The comedy button is executive produced by Andrew Rowling, Curtis Ruska, Laura K. Buzz, Luis Cancado, Matt Shotroff, Paul Gravovac, and Paula Shaw.